folks, we are back on Talkerville Home. Uh, this is Brandon Farmer, along with my, my main dude, Nick Wilson. What's happening? <laughs> Not much. How you been? Hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit, brother. You always say that. I know. You every every time every time somebody asks me. Yeah, yeah. Got to keep it real, man. <laughs> <laughs> so how's your uh, how's your week been like? Uh, you, so I'm a teacher, and I know I've told everybody that like 12 different times on this podcast, but I feel like I've been busier since COVID-19 and school's been out because I've had to come and, you know, we're making packets and we're, and, you know, football is, we're trying to get the football staff trying to get ready for the season and summer and workouts and all the fall sports are kind of going crazy and we've got facility upgrades we're doing right now. So it's just, it's a madhouse to be honest. Well, uh, for me, that's, (laughs) (laughs) you're not as big. I mean, I I understand the football part of it is coming along, but. Still, you wouldn't be nowhere near as busy as you would be if school's still going. Well, in a different way, I right. would be. Yeah. In, in a in a normal, busy way, right. I would be. But I'm busy in that I pull weird hours. Like, I can sleep in now, but then I'll work from, like, I'll get here at 10 o'clock. Right. And then I'll work until, like, 10 Dark. o'clock. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, whereas if it were in school, I'd get here at 7, 7 and I'd work until... Eight. Exactly. Yeah. So now it's just um, I'm working a little late. And I'm like, we're painting right now in the field house. Yeah. Right. I, I literally have paint, dried paint on my hands right now from where we're painting the locker room. Well, you're doing real work now. We, what's that supposed to mean? What are you talking about? Uh, I'm just you joking. and I painted that I'm wall. I'm just right joking. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it, look, hey, for me, it's all good, man. I'm, I'm just, you're come, I come home from work and I ain't got to do nothing gotta go nowhere just stay home with the kids talk to the wife eat supper i'm just that point of it i'm really just rub enjoying. it in man yeah rub it in. right yeah. right when well, i invite you over sometimes and you know so forth but yeah yeah but you know you know what maybe 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 we should move on to to maybe we should <laughs> no let's let's get into let's get into the real episode yeah let's get into the meat of the show no i, I got we got a long time me a long time friend that i've known for a while um his name's Andrew Hooper, um, born and raised in Louisiana, but also moved here to Little Asheville, Alabama, midway through his childhood. And um, yeah, man, we're just, he's just here to kind of tell his story uh, growing up and uh, was also in one of my favorite bands um, near the, close to Asheville, that Rainbow City, I'd say we would be established at. Um, but uh, he's just here to kind of talk about his story with the band and everything and um, his time, so... Well, Andrew, welcome. welcome, man. Welcome to the program. Yeah, That's yeah. My first time doing one of these. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, and I say something like this every episode, but when Brandon and I were planning out, this is the second season of the podcast. Right. When we were planning this out, he kind of threw out, "Hey, what if we inter- interview this guy?" Because there was an episode where we talked about our favorite music. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of how Salvage got brought up. Well, that's kind right. Of a privilege. So, yeah. 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 So yeah. so and I and Brandon was like, "Hey, you need to listen to to these guys, to this band." And so I started listening. I don't know how long ago was that, Brandon? Uh, it's been about a month or two ago. Yeah. I guess it would say. But and so um, I I binge listened to the whole album, and then he's like, "Hey, we might be able to get one of the band members on the podcast. What do you, What do you think?" I'm, yes. Yes. We got to do it. Well, I, I wanted to come from because I never really talked to Andrew about it. How they got started, how how long did they go with it? I know you said yeah. you had multiple kind of changes in the band, but I was told at times y'all almost had a deal type thing done. Uh, we did have a little record deal yeah. for a while, but um, independent label. But we'll get into all that kind of as we go. But I, I just I want to start from you know Andrew's point of view growing up and where he kind of was born and raised and all that stuff. Just kind of raised. Uh, where would you consider? Yeah, where would you consider? I, I, you I'm, I'm a New Orleans baby. Yeah, I was born in New Orleans, and two weeks after I was born, we moved to uh, Asheville. Wow. No, we moved to Birmingham. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and we lived in a duplex up there. Yeah. And then my dad was going to Southeastern Bible College, and um, then he got a te- uh, preaching job out here in Asheville, which brought me to Asheville. And so how many years did you spend overall, collectively? I know you've, but you'll get into that, but how many years did you spend in Asheville? Whew. I'd say at least 10, 
Wow, so uh, a significant yeah. amount of your off and on younger uh, years because we moved back to Asheville after we went to Louisiana again and came back and we moved back to Asheville. So good you, old Pinedale Shores. Yeah, so yeah, you spent yeah. you spent a while. Yeah, a, a big yeah. chunk of your life anyway my, was in Asheville. grounds. I yeah. used to, I used to ride my bike down the hill. Really? Yeah, to the old drugstore <laughs> down there and get ice cream. <laughs> that wow. Well, that's see, I awesome. didn't I didn't know that. I didn't know I didn't know you spent that much time yeah. or was here yeah. in Asheville ten years because I started. His brother, Andrew's brother, Josiah, um, I guess really know each other, started meeting friends, fourth or fifth grade or something like that, in, on in the middle school. and um, But, yeah, I had no I had no idea you were here that long. So Yeah, I, I'm a little cloudy on some of that because we moved around a good bit. But right, yeah, yeah. It's probably close to around there. Okay. And how old are you? 37. 37, so. Almost what, 38. And, yeah. and, I, and I know Brandon and I, when we kind of – created the concept of the episode to interview you we wanted obviously to talk about your music career but just you know your life in general right before we started the episode you walked in and said you know i was talking about what we were doing up at the field house or whatever football and anyway and you said you know you were a back in the day you were a manager i was a water boy water boy for the football team so back back when john gross was the coach so john gross was the head coach so that would have been 90 the late 90s yeah, that would be when you got, first got the job. What ninety five, something ninety five or ninety six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that'd been yeah, that's definitely during that time. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess later later on, obviously in the episode, we're gonna get to you know your music career. But I think Brandon, I don't know, I'm I'm speaking for you, I guess, kind of wants to flesh out just your life in general. Okay. Um, but I I've got a question if you don't mind. Go ahead. Me starting Go ahead. Off. Um, you know, as a youngster in Asheville, what? What are some of the biggest, I guess, memories that just stick out in your mind? Oh, just, man. just kind of uh, riding my bike, man. I used to, I, I would uh, from the hill mm-hmm. up up from the school, Gallus Hill. I would, yeah. I, I would ride my bike out to Nathan Haskew's house. Yeah, all the way in Pinedale Shores. Yeah, whoa, <laughs> but that that was nothing. Like, and then come back in the same day. Like, just go like multiple times a week. Right. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a that's good a little good haul. way. Yeah. 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 But there was an old fire road up mm-hmm. on the mountain up there, and I'd take that dirt road back and go down and come out. I remember 20, that. Yeah. I remember that. It comes back out. Yeah, it comes back on 23 right there. Yeah, yeah and fishing, man, at Pinedale Shores. Dude, I used to catch the fish out there. Really? Yeah. 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 We, we'd get a stick and uh, tie a line to the stick and yeah. just go buy some worms and sit by the spillway and just catch them like one after another. Yeah. This sounds like we're listening to a guy describe a movie about <laughs> growing up in a small town. This is, that's awesome. It was cool. I, yeah. I, I've, I've got some friends that I still have from childhood out here. Um, I don't keep up with them as much because I moved away for a while. But, um, yeah, it was good. I, I have pretty good memories of living here. That's awesome, man. Wow. And yeah, I, and, it, and when – see, y'all moved out from the hill, though, and moved into apartments – for a yeah, little while yeah on uh on the highway what, what highway is that as soon as you pass uh that'd be Pat, 231 yeah elders. so as soon as you pass like master right sign past. yeah yeah right oh, there on the right elders hardware uh yeah elders hardware and then there's a place called master signs now and okay. it's right by the road where you turn down yeah, to go to the guy, apartment. I think a guy named uh, wayne fant uh owned those apartments yeah 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 so we and then we moved from there to rainbow city right right and, and that's back. what I would go over to most of the time was in my apartments and, and hang out with Andrew and yeah, Josiah. Yeah, we play baseball because we were just right down the road from the fields. Hey, <laughs> hey, man, we got some stories. I mean, we would. <laughs> we, 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 I don't know why. I remember one time dad, we had a. We, we had a 12-gauge shotgun. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> did you did you do the duck shooting with us? I can't remember if I did that. I know we had a, a bottle rocket battle. Oh, And we oh, used to yeah. take them pipes. Yeah. We'd stick them bottle rockets. We'd shoot each other with them and all that <laughs> stuff. and. Just, now, I mean, that that would be there would be some kind of law. Oh that. yeah, we did some stupid stuff. <laughs> I don't know how in the world my dad would have me with a twelve gauge shotgun. I'd go squirrel hunting out there by myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, it's true. I mean, it's just you know how that's great. These things have you know changed so much. The times have changed a little bit. But then again, like my my brother in law, you know, he, he, my nephew, he's got a little um, forty five and. 22 that yeah. he lets him go out with you know do that stuff sometimes by himself also but um we're well some still, of others still here yeah it's still it's still yeah we're, we're still, not dead no we're not dead yet <laughs> we're not dead yet so we're still around um so after you move to Southside, 
Was it Southside or Rainbow well, we, City? Uh, the house that Dad's in, Southside, uh, that's where he's still. He's there. he's been there ever since. Yeah, yeah, yeah 20, that's right. Twenty something years. And y'all end up going to Westbrook mm-hmm. for. And that's where I started my first band, Logos. Okay. Yeah, and so just kind of getting into that a little bit on uh, who was all in the band and kind of how you started and, uh, and all that stuff. Me, Joseph Puckett, which is the, the first singer of Salvage. Brian Ruiz was the drummer. And I don't even – oh, Joey would pl- Joseph would play uh, bass some – and then we wound up picking up Josiah for drums. Okay. Because right. we started, I started playing guitar at that apartment building in Asheville. So I was uh, 11 years old. Which on the other end, I don't know if it's true or not, but Dad. He taught Dad, me my first song, and I, I performed for the first time in this in this school. That's a, right. A, that's right. Show. I forgot about that. I played that. Glycerine by Bush. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. And yeah, I didn't even yes. sing it. It's four chords, and yeah. I played me and uh, Justin England. Yeah, Justin England. Yeah, we, I know we, you're He about. got there, and we play, I played the same four chords over and over again, and everybody knew what it was, so they were like, yeah, yeah. And I just played them and walked off the stage, and then Justin England, like, ripped into Freebird playing the solo. <laughs> yes. That was good. Yeah, I remember that now. That, yeah, that's I great. forgot about and, that. And his his dad, I, I had been listening. Bush was like the band for me back then. Yeah. yeah. I had listened to him over and over and over again. And his dad came over there and showed me that song like in five seconds. And I was like, how in the world did you do this? Yeah. And uh, so that's, I started, me and my brother both got guitars. And he had the better guitar because he had more money invested, yeah. which that's Josiah. <laughs> um, and he wound up. I got that guitar from him, the better one, and he got a. He ordered his first drum set off of eBay when it had first started. Yeah, this wow, little TKO drum. I set. think I remember the first guitar. Was it a Red Fender? Yeah, it was a. Uh, um, it was a Honeyburst. I did have a uh, Red K guitar. Was my first. That's guitar. right. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. And we 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 had this plug where you could plug into like a split cable, a split quarter inch cable where we could both plug into the amp at the same time and play yeah that's awesome yeah and so your your music career like mickey farmer his dad brandon's dad yeah he, he pretty you. much taught me like my first my dad had always played i could play like twinkle twinkle little star and all that because my dad had always played mm-hmm. and i'm a left-hand person yeah you know, wow. I, I'll, I'll play guitar right-handed because that's how i had to learn how to play yeah and uh, so, yeah, but his dad taught me the first song I ever performed in front of. It's people. funny you mentioned that because I was talking to your dad the other day, and he's like, "Did you know that I've been been mentioned on every single episode of Talker Go Home?" And he's mentioned again. So, so I mean, yeah. the the yeah. street continues, Mickey. Right, because he's going to listen to this. Yeah, he's going to listen to us interview you, and he's yeah. going to be like, "Yeah, yeah. I finally get." Well, the hey, you taught yeah. me my first song. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot that I, I even played that here in the. Uh, in the gym, I don't know even know if it's the same gym. Anymore. Oh yeah, it's just right yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Same, we'll go show it to you. Same, you the time. same gym yeah, and everything. It was a talent show, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it was, ta- yeah, yeah, we used to have those, and it's just a you know talent show. I, and that um, was back before everybody won. That's right. <laughs> you had to <laughs> exactly. be talented. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we moved to uh, to Rainbow City, and I started going to Westbrook, and then I met all those guys from the first band. So where are all them guys? Were they all going to Westbrook? They were, or they're all okay. Yeah, we were I guess uh, except for Joseph, the singer, he was a grade behind us. But me and Brian, the drummer, were in the same grade, and so that's we started playing and kind of playing parties and people's birthday parties, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And, and uh, went and recorded an album at out in uh, Sneed, out yeah, in a trailer out in the middle of nowhere. But they had all this <laughs> fancy equipment. And it was uh, Gary McKinney, which wound up being our next drummer. And okay. The first drummer, Salvage, the first group of Salvage. And uh, a guy named Chad. I don't remember his last name. But, yeah, we, we so we went out there and recorded the Logos album. And I got it back. And I was pretty disappointed with it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. We, some, the drummer wound up quitting. And then Gary McKinney that recorded our album called us up and asked me and Joey if we wanted to be in the first salvage. Okay. Which they had already had another singer and they he, he quit the band and me and Joey went and started recording the first salvage album. Okay. Out in Sneed. So what years would that have been? The time, Shoot, the time man, frame? I don't even know. Uh, that's, <laughs> Late nineties, early two thousands? Yeah, I, uh, 
that might be like I want to say that album. Well, no, that might even be like 98, 99. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I was I was in ninth grade at the time. Okay. okay. Wow. So you you started on this journey in your oh, freshman was, year. Yeah. You were fourteen. Yeah, I was recording my first album by the time I was fifteen years old. Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. I mean, okay. So you hear like you hear a lot of about kids doing that kind of thing these days, but there's so much access to software. Yeah, and, nowadays and you can set up in your living room exactly. and record a full album, but back then you had to go into a recording studio, Yeah, and we paid $3,000 for our first album that we ever <laughs> What? Well, our drummer's dad was a brain surgeon, and he loaned us the money. Wow. So, That's cool. That's wow. cool. I didn't, yeah. we, and, and, and believe it or not, on that, that first the Logos CD before Salvage, there's a music video that you have to watch through your computer. It's, really? It's, yeah, it's like, uh, I don't even remember. I guess it'd be like CD-ROM. I don't, I don't even know what, yeah, what probably. the format would have to be back right. then. That yeah. was back before DVDs. Wow. That's awesome. That's neat, ain't it? That's pretty cool. Um, so who's the lead singer at this point? Is Joseph. Joseph is lead. Okay. Yeah. He, he, we were best friends. I hung out at their house every day, and we practiced in his parents' living room. They pretty much just let us take the living room over and right. we practiced and practiced and practiced. We used to practice at Brian's house, the drummer, back in a room, and we we only had one song at the time, and we'd play the same song every time we practiced, and we record it like fifty times on a little cassette recorder. Right, right. That's pretty. That's neat. So, so it just kind of so as the band went. It just kind of involve or evolves, and, and yeah, band members leave yeah, type thing well, or yeah, what? Um, I, we kind of pulled Josiah in because he just started. My brother, he just start. He had gotten to playing drums pretty good, so we pulled him in as a drummer. And Joseph, I'm just gonna call him Joey. He, he doesn't like to be called Joey anymore, <laughs> but I'll call him Joey because that's what he was then. Um, he played bass. I played guitar, and then we had Brian playing drums. And then Joey would sometimes play guitar on songs, and we just wouldn't have a bass player. Or I'd swap play bass. So then we got that call after we did our album. We got that call from Gary McKinney to uh, be a part of Salvage. Right. So and at the time, I thought I was like some kind of guitar wizard, and I was far from it. And he's like, "Well, I need a rhythm guitar player." And I was like, "Dude, I play lead. I'm not. I'm not a rhythm guitar player." Yeah. And <laughs> believe it or not. He the drum he he wrote most of the songs for the first salvage album the drummer did. Now I don't think I ever uh, I don't think I listened to that album. I'm, I'm not sure, but I don't think I ever heard a song on that album at no, all. It was called the, Rain. The album was called Rain. Yeah, I, I ain't yeah, heard a song I, that, from that. That was the very first salvage album. Okay. All right. So the drummer wrote all the stuff, but he taught me how to play to a click track in the studio. So right. That that was a big deal for me because I, I remember trying to hit one note for like three hours and then finally the other guitar player just came in and like recorded it in five seconds because I couldn't do it. Right. Oh, really? <laughs> Which it, yeah. it taught me how to play so now I can play with the right. click track. And then, ooh, okay. So we played for a long, well, uh, our very first show we got an encore and people were singing our songs back to us louder than what we could even play. Really? Where was that, where was that at? That was out in Locust Fork. Really? Yeah. Locust Fork. Just like at, a, at a church out there. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so now that was off the first album, Songs yeah, off, the, yeah, yeah. off of Rain. Yeah. What was that experience like when these people that oh, you I probably thought, didn't know wanted to I thought I was a rock star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Now, um, y'all were labeling yourself as a Christian band. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all, y'all yeah. were, yeah. That's, you know, from the get-go, from the very get-go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, we played that version. I mean, we, we, we stayed together for a long while as that band. Uh, the bass player quit not long after. And then, do you remember Raleigh that played bass for us? I don't. Raleigh uh-uh. Clay. He, I, I, I went and picked him up in Louisiana and brought him back, and he lived with us at my dad's house and played bass. Oh, wow. really? And then... Uh, so, how many ba- at this point, how many members are there in the band? Uh, the salvage. Okay, so Logos is done. Salvage. We've got me. Uh, Joey is singing. Gary is the drummer. Um. Uh. Then Raleigh came in on mm-hmm. bass, and then Michael Butler, who was our guitar player, the other guitar player, uh, played guitar. And then, uh, yeah. So there's five of us in the band. Okay, at this point in y'all's yep. history. Okay, gotcha. So that's, we, what you gonna say? Something? No, I was gonna say that's that, that's. Um, 
So you've got how, how many members fall out though? How many members? Okay, three, well, three or four we'll, we'll of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right, we start playing. We're getting like pretty decent big. I, I, I mean, it's like now that I'll go back and listen. I mean, we were just kind of evolving yeah, as yeah. players and stuff like that. Michael Butler has always been an amazing guitar player. And he's still one of my favorite. He's even better today, and he doesn't even play anymore except for at church. Oh, really? Which is the same for me too. Yeah. But um, so we go and we go uh, get an offer to go tour Australia in Adelaide. So what? we, yeah, <laughs> wow. So we all it was kind of like a mission trip slash tour. So we, they would te- they would have all our equipment waiting for us. We just had to bring our guitars and all that, and we went and played in australia um who was playing? okay that's that's the same guys all the same guys joey, yeah joey same. those five guys you just those mentioned. five guys you just mentioned okay so we get back from australia start playing some other shows and gary and joey want to kind of move on and do something else and i was like oh man this is like this is the end of the world my band's breaking up yeah. well I, I had started going to Southeastern Bible College at the time and met Chuck, which I had already met him before, but that's the guy that I, I said I saw him singing at his brother's wedding. And then I said, I'm going to be in a band with this guy one day. Well, we needed a new singer. And I was like, hey, dude, do you want to play in the band with us? Yeah, it worked out. And he was like, sure. And at the time, I was just like, we're just going to play. I got Josiah on the drums now Yeah, because the drummer quit, the singer quit. And uh, Michael quit, the guitar player quit. Okay. Not too long after the singer and the drummer quit. This is going to be like a crazy web, but y'all just try to follow me. Yeah. Um, so that's the so we had gone to Australia, come back, the band kind of just fell apart, and then I was like, okay, well I'm just gonna keep on moving. So I got. Me. If you don't mind me asking, why why was it just was it because of things that happened in the band, or was it because yeah, have those you ever guys seen the movie in- that thing you do? Yes. Yeah. There's an old uh, black guy by uh, D- Dale Paxton yeah. in the movie, and yeah. he said, "Bands come and bands go." Yeah. And my dad always said that to me whenever like a somebody would quit. He said, bands come and bands go. He says, it's just the way it goes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply right so it just you just people move on like the first bass player Corey scoggins was his name he he quit because he had a good job and he was just kind of past that point which he was a really good bass player yeah um but yeah just kind of as individuals they just kind of wanted to go and do something else yeah gary and joey wound up going and recording some stuff together okay i gotcha. don't know what they ever did with it i haven't talked to them a whole bunch since then yeah but so they all quit we started the new band i've got me uh chuck hooten is the singer which is that's the singer. that's the album we've been listening to the self-titled album yes this this is before all that too though okay okay um josiah is playing drums yeah and um the singer was playing guitar too and then uh raleigh's still playing bass okay so he, he he swapped over after that bass player quit he came into salvage with us okay that's actually that we were in the studio recording the first salvage album and the bass player quit and so i called up my buddy raleigh in louisiana i said hey do you want to play in our band and he comes and lives with you so okay he came and lived with us at my dad's house which my dad was pretty gracious like we had people in and out of the house all the time like living there (laughs) um so we record that that album yeah, with Raleigh. So then, all right, all the guys quit. I've got the new guys in, and then uh, we're we're just playing all the old salvage songs and right. not really playing any new stuff. So Chuck and me are kind of like, well, because I had since the drummer wrote most of the songs in the first salvage album, um, I had a bunch of stuff right. that that wasn't getting used. Yeah, uh, we actually, I'm gonna back up a little bit in the first 
group of salvage. We even uh, do you remember the uh, X Lounge where they used to do all the acoustic stuff for like fundraisers? Oh, uh, in Birmingham, I think so. Yeah, well, our it's... Gary was taking recording lessons there, so we went in there one night and recorded a song, which was one of my songs. Okay, so that was the only song of mine that ever made it on the early salvage album. Okay, so Chuck's in the band now. We start writing stuff, and we had some ordeal with some things and wound up scrapping all the old music and going into all the newer salvage music. I gotcha. And then uh, I went to this, I was looking for a recording studio, wound up finding a guy and uh, he's like, well, what are y'all doing? I was like, well, we're just trying to find a studio. He goes, gives me a tour of the studio and it was somewhere that you never would think a studio was. And this thing was like plush. And uh, his name was Wayne Watts, and he said, well, if y'all are a Christian band and y'all are going to do this, uh, he said, y'all can come in here and record for free. So uh, we're in this super nice studio, yeah, and we're recording for free. And and then, so we're in the studio starting to record, and uh, everybody's like, man, I miss Mike. I want him back in the right. I call up Michael. He's going to school at, uh, t- in Tuscaloosa at Alabama. And I said, hey, do you want to come and record with us? Right. And he's like, I've been waiting for y'all to call me and ask me. Oh, really? So he joined back up with the band. So now we're back to five guys again. I got you, yeah. And uh, me and Michael are the original salvage. And I've got Josiah, now my brother, playing drums, Chuck singing, and then Raleigh's still playing bass. So we get in the studio and record and get that back and well Wayne the owner of the studio listens to it and he's like y'all cannot give this to anybody like let's start over because it sounded like something straight up out of the 1980s oh really like, with with all this reverb and delay on the voices and 20 part harmonies and all that and <laughs> so it was just bad there's not many people that have a copy of that oh wow um, okay oh wow okay it, that's cool it, it, so you're saying there's a salvage album that exists that hardly anybody's heard yeah it got scrapped real wow. <laughs> So we get back in the studio again right after and start trying to use their stuff and it just wasn't working out. So we call up, we had flown a guy out from California to come and record our album. Mm -hmm. And uh, Brandon was his name, B, we called him B. Um, So we wound up moving everything over to my buddy uh, Adam's house in his basement and spending two solid weeks in a basement recording an album. Wow. So this is the, the and that's the last salvage album that y'all know this is about. what we've been listening to. y'all know about. Okay. Which is my, that's my most favorite album I've ever recorded. Oh, and it, it just, the quality of it's great. Right. I love it. Uh, yeah. Just, and, and everybody clicked in the band. Um, oh, I'm sorry, man. I skipped like a whole section. Uh, Josiah had started playing football and all that. And he, yeah, he yeah. He could have gone and played college ball. And he was dating a girl at the time, thinking he was getting married, and um, he he wound up quitting the band. So okay. I was without a drummer again. Your brother and, quit on you. Yeah, and then, <laughs> oh, oh, before we recorded that album, we went back to Australia for another tour out there. Wow! But that this is with the new band now, yes, with Chuck the new members. Singing. Yeah. So we went and played out there, and um, I don't think we so. Had you've been album. to Australia twice. Yes. And toured twice down yep. there. Okay. Out cool. in Adelaide, Australia, which was, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. Josiah, when he went with us, he was playing drums at this show, and they they hit this fog machine, and everybody just disappeared. Like, they overdid it. And Josiah <laughs> disappeared behind us. We couldn't see him, and he's back there trying to play drums. So we get all that cleared up. Well, he just starts rocking out, and he hits the snare drum and sends the stick straight through the thing. Like bust, oh, no. <laughs> bust the batter and resonant head on that thing and shot it straight through. And he's like, "Oh man, I don't have any money to pay for this." And the kids like comes up and he's like, "Will you autograph this?" <laughs> That's <laughs> so, awesome. That's awesome. So we get we do all the whole Australia thing again. And we played at this, which I didn't know these exist, the Salvation Army churches. Oh yeah, wow. I'm talking. This place is huge, and we played some shows out there with some Australian bands, and it, it was just a lot of fun. A band called Edison we got to play with, and I, I, I had their album up until all my CDs got stolen out of my truck. <laughs> like some stuff that you just can't get back. In. Right, um, yeah. But uh, so we get back, and I, I, if I'm not, I don't know if we recorded the album before we went to Australia or after, which there's some remix stuff 
Oh no, we recorded that album. We and then we re-recorded the album, the first salvage album. The first album. Yeah. Okay. I'm having to think through all this stuff. <laughs> it's kind of so, coming back so, to you a little bit. So we have an album. We yeah. went. We went and played at. Uh, what's the thing they do at Six Flags? The big Christian festival that they used to do. Oh yeah. Um. Oh man, I can't think of the we name of it. We went and played that. Um. We start. Uh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Listen. We start opening up for Mercy Me, uh, Big Daddy Weave. Uh, thousand foot crutch skillet and skillet yeah wow really so we start playing with all these big bands and uh when we were playing with mercy me their manager was holding up the phone in the back of the place while we're playing with the record company saying you need to listen to these are you talking are you saying you had a back to the future moment where Marvin Barry is holding up the phone like in the movie <laughs> yeah. to, to yeah, Marty did, McFly you, playing on stage back in the 1950s, yep. talking to his cousin Chuck Berry. That's it. You That's had a moment just like yeah. that? And so, that is awesome. So I'm thinking, hey, like we're going to take off. This is uh, this is before, I think. So this is Mercy's Me's, their manager. Yeah. Mercy Me's manager. Do you Mercy remember Me's. his name? No, I th- it's got to be the same guy that's on the I Can Only Imagine movie. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt, yeah. Well, not 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 the actor. Not, yeah. not the actor, yeah, but, but the, the um, God, I forgot his name, but... uh, Was it Atlanta Fest? Is that what yeah. you played at? Yes. Atlanta Fest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this guy, so this guy's got, he's like, hey, you need to, he's calling a recording company and asking him, hey, you need to listen to these, yeah. this band. So in, in in somewhere in that time, we signed with an independent record label called Torrent Records, and it, they were going to try to get us out there and start going, but they put a clause in there, hey, if, if in three months y'all aren't happy with us, then you can get rid of us. So my dad is actually managed, has been managing our band all this time. Okay, yeah. So that's one reason why we were all allowed to stay at his house, because right. he was managing our right. band. And he's the one that got us hooked up with Australia twice and all that. Okay. So somehow we wound up uh, that all right. So we recorded that album in that real nice studio I was talking about. Yeah. A- after he had scrapped the first time, we re-recorded it with Joe Sy in the band, and then Michael had come back in. So that we've got the new five guys: me, Michael Butler, Chuck Hooten, Joe Sy Hooper, and uh, Raleigh is playing bass at the time. So we get out Raleigh. Gets married, quits the band. I get we get a new bass player, and then Joe Sy winds up quitting because of sports and stuff like right, that. Right? Yeah. But um, so then we get a new bass player and a new drummer. Yeah. Uh, Juan and uh, Michael, another Mike, the Spain was the drummer. So we all wanted to re-record. So that's when we went to my buddy's basement. We flew in our friend from California that records. And just spent two weeks in a basement recording the album, and that's that's the album. So that's, that's who we heard on, who we hear on the self-titled Salvage yeah. album, and that y'all recorded and released in two thousand three. Yeah, so this is like the third or fourth version, and the that's the final album we ever did. So on that album, Joe Sy's not the drummer. No, Michael Despain. I was thinking Michael the Despain. entire time Joe Sy was yeah. the drummer on that one. He, well, he was on the first recording, but not right, that recording, not that 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 recording right there. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll let you hear some of the stuff Joe Sy. Okay. On. Okay. But yeah, Josiah wasn't a part of that and then Raleigh, our bass player, was done. Yeah. By then. So yeah. So then we So for everybody out there that's going, Okay, what about this album? What about this album? It's out there on Apple Music. Yeah. Uh it's Salvage, the self titled the the name of the album is the name who, of the yeah. Now listen, I don't know who gets the money for that when people buy that either. <laughs> They, that's crazy, it's been ain't on it? There for a that's, long time. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it says right here, copyright 2003, take refuge re- records. Yeah. So is that the label that y'all ended with? No, I, or we, that's the that that is the guy that recorded us. His name's Brandon. Okay, I, gotcha. I, I can't believe I forgot his uh, last name. But like I said, we just called him B. Yeah. Um, but he went. He came, recorded us for two weeks, and then went back out to California, mixed everything down, mastered everything, and sent us the album. And I got this album back, and I was like, "All right, now this is for real." That is awesome. Oh, yeah. I love it. That that is my. That now there's some songs on there that I had that I there's not some songs on there that I do have though. Oh. that are some older songs. And if I can get them to you, I'll get them to you. So you're saying there's some songs that there's would have some, gone on that album, but aren't yeah i I think we just kind of scrapped all the old stuff we were doing and just went all new so we wrote the song Uh, that whole album we wrote like pretty quickly 
and it just every the everybody in the band it just meshed it just like we didn't have to really talk a lot about it yeah i just felt like it was just kind of like some magic happening in that basement and we practiced there yeah wow wow it's interesting because right now we're sitting in our studio and that wall over there we just got done painting we listened to this whole album while we, we sure were painting did. that wall yeah, we Me, sure did brandon and i did i've got some other um, songs like b i wrote that um you, you wrote, wrote b? b yeah me, me and chuck wrote that waiting was my attempt that i wanted a heavier song on the album yeah uh, right here becca fox is an amazing singer and she sang backups on that with chuck um and he wrote that about a little a two-year-old girl that died with a guy that we that's what i was going to ask you about because i was going to ask you about that song like somebody somebody passed away and so right here right here by Salvage, featuring Becca Fox. That's the right. song you meant. Yeah. And by the way, guys, for those of you listening, if you want to go and listen to this album, it's on Apple Music. I'm assuming Spotify. We, I, I know it's it on iTunes. On so, yeah, go out there and listen to it, guys. The thing about this album is, like, you got a great sound, but each and every song has a different personality of its own. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. think that is kind of like our kryptonite back in the day. Is because we had so much stuff going. I think now in our past albums, it was even more eclectic, like just crazy. Which I was saying is a good thing. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was a great, you know, just it had a different sound to I, it. Out, just, of, out of every album I've ever recorded, that is my favorite. Right. And I've probably done about seven albums in my life. So who wrote Tonight? Uh, Chuck did. Chuck wrote that. Mm-hmm. I love that song. That's, That's a great probably song. my favorite. Behind, I really love B, too, that you, that you wrote. That's. Uh, so the three most popular songs in the album are Over My Head, Free, and Tonight. That's that's what it has started on. But a bunch of all the, all the other only, ones. I think there's only like three people that voted on that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we had started getting some momentum and and like really looking like we were going to do something. And yeah. it seemed like every time I was in a band and it started getting like some good momentum going, everything would just everything fall should, apart. Yeah. So what happened here? Uh Chuck and um, a couple of the other guys were like, "Hey, we're done." Even after the That's Mercy crazy. Me moment, yeah. where the where the manager of Mercy we, Me was see, going. But see, now that this is all stuff that had happened, and we, like, and then we just kind of are getting in a lull and mm-hmm. not really. I mean, we could still play as much as we wanted to play, I guess. But it's tough. I mean, it people, is tough. People yeah. think like, okay, you get signed. Or this, like that's where all the real work starts because they don't give you money for free. Like you have to pay all that stuff back, and um, we just kind of fell apart again. Yeah. And not too long after that, I got married. So. Yeah. And and so after that, after after that album, that last album, Savage was done. Yep. And that was the end of it. Oh, it was depressing. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to get you in here because I didn't I didn't know the entire story. If kind of if it just kind of died off or it just kind of continued here and there, I, I didn't Chuck, know. Chuck's a pastor, I, I believe he's a pastor in Memphis, and still leads worship. Oh, like really? His, his worship stuff is awesome. Chuck yeah. Newton, um, he, he's he's always like he's been one of my favorite worship leaders I've ever seen. Right, he just, right. He he just knows how to do it right. Like he's really good at it. Um, Michael Despain's like a pretty like a really good photographer. That was our drummer. Juan is, was a police officer in Aniston and has been in the military. Yeah, Michael Butler makes guitars. He used to. He actually made David Crowder's style guitar. Oh, did he? Yeah, um, the Crowdster, right. whatever they called it. He 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 made those at Tom Anderson Guitars in California. That's he, cool. He's a luthier, or whatever y'all call it, a guitar. Yeah, maker. Yeah. And now I think he does his own thing making acoustic guitars. Cool. And he lives out in. California or Washington State, somewhere up out that way. And Chuck's in Memphis, Juan's in Atlanta, Michael, I don't know where he's at. And I'm still in the South Side Gadsden area. <laughs> and that's and, just crazy how all that came together. And then now, you know, everybody's in their different spots now. Yeah. It's just kind of. But it, 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 it sounds like you guys just kind of, you had, you released this album. Tell me if I'm wrong on any of these points. You guys released this album. Did you immediately know that it was successful, or was it like, okay, the album's out there, we're done, or, uh, we or did knew, you wait for feedback? We knew we had something pretty good. I, yeah. I, I, when I heard it, like it just blew my mind. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like we can do something with this. Did you ever get any radio? Yeah, yeah, we were on some radio. Radio time? <laughs> Airtime? Yeah, we, we were on the radio, Australia, um, 
uh, we used to get played on some local radio stations in Gadsden, and uh, that's back when internet radio was starting to pick up, and mm-hmm. we get played like in Tennessee and all that on different stations. Yeah, wow. and it was kind. It's kind of neat because I've ridden down the road before and turned on the radio and heard us playing on the radio. That's got to be right. the craziest thing ever. So That'd be you cool. know, it, I don't know. It's just interesting to me the dynamic of the behind the scenes of a band like that one of my favorite bands of all time the eagles yeah and you know their story is very uh i guess rocky right you know different members coming in and out and sadly glenn fry has passed away but you know the you you think about glenn fry and timothy b schmidt and don henley and and, all of them had solo careers exactly Yeah. yeah and but you know, when you look at the rise and fall of the Eagles, they all kind of separated because they went to pursue other things. Yeah. I guess is that pretty much the summation of the end of Salvage? You all yeah, just kind of yeah, went I and pursued your individual life. Other underlying stuff. I, I don't really know exactly, like a hundred percent, what all happened. I, it, now looking back, I, it was just time for all that stuff to be done. Because it's time to move it's, on. It is tough, though. <laughs> Oh, I, I cried that, like a baby when that baby. Really? Oh yeah, I felt like I lost a girlfriend or something. Yeah, like, it was hard. It was tough. Well, I was wanting to start something myself, just a little, you know, Christian type band or whatever. Can't find nobody. I mean, yeah. it's not that you can't find nobody. There's people out there, but it's like locally trying to get together and practice and do stuff. Yeah. It's tough. It's, really it's just hard, like yeah. everybody's got different schedules going on. But um, oh, we took a long break. Um, I, I played in a band with Joe Sight. We played in a band called Item 322 that we started, and we recorded another album. Oh, really? Yeah. Here recently or yeah, just kind of? And my business partner, Lindsey Winters, uh, he, he was the bass player. Okay. And uh, we all played together. What's um, the name of the band? Item 322. You're going to have to see me all that now. Yes, you're going to have to see me it's all that. It's okay. That album's all right. Yeah. I, I like it. Um, yeah. That was a decent album. A yeah. guy named Rudy Hall recorded it for us. Um. I did that. Uh, do you know Breakaway? You remember Breakaway stuff? Yeah. Like, uh, I used to play in the Breakaway band with Biggin. Uh, I, I actually played bass. He called me up, but hey, you want to come play this weekend? I was like, sure. So I'd play in the Breakaway band. Um, and now I just am run sound at my church and play if they need somebody to fill if in. If they need somebody to fill in. So I don't know. I think uh, Brandon has a couple of questions for you, but I've got some too. It's just some kind of general vague questions. Now that you've told us the story of the band, all right. And we've kind of concluded the band's life, I guess. What what's the favorite what's your favorite musician or band you've ever worked with? Uh, Just in general. Cuz I mean you 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 mentioned a couple of big names there. The biggest one in my uh, mind is Thousand Foot Crutch. Mm-hmm. Was uh was they were just fun guys. Like they really? were really cool. And like it was kind of neat to see all them like because thousand foot crutch gets radio play like on secular radio and skillet too and uh it was just neat getting to meet skillet was already kind of formed in the christian world like people knew who they were a thousand foot crutch was on their way up but it was not it was kind of neat to meet a lot of these guys as they were working up Mm -hmm. like we were right and uh i'd say i liked them all though i mean even mercy me uh they, they were all super nice guys uh we've hung out with third day um, pretty much all the, uh, I, I actually, I'll tell you a funny story. You know, Big Daddy Weave? Yeah. Yeah. Um, big and that was the lead guy of the breakaway band. He calls me up one day and he's like, Hey, you want to go drive to Florida and go see Big Daddy Weave? He was friends with Mike Weaver, the singer for Big Daddy Weave. Okay. And I was like, sure. So we hop in the car and drive down to Florida this day and, we get there, start talking with them, and then they're like, hey, we don't have anybody to run PowerPoint. And that's this is when PowerPoint first came out, mm-hmm. and I had no clue what it was. And they're like, do you want to run PowerPoint for our show? And I was like, sure. So <laughs> I sit back there trying to click through the words and all that yeah. and didn't know what I was doing, but uh, they were nice enough to say I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big, then, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, Where'd you go? No, that was I pretty said, much. And then we just turned around and drove back home that night. <laughs> No, I love Big Big Daddy We uh, Redeemed. Yeah, big song. You know that it came out with. But. Oh, they got a Christmas song that I love. Um, um, Go tell it on the mountain. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. So good. Yeah. I like the bass part in it, and every year at church, I want to play bass on that song. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're still kind of making music, I guess. No, a- man. My son has just gotten into guitar. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's almost 13 years old this month. Oh and, wow. Uh, 
so he he has got me. He actually just texted me and asked if he wanted to FaceTime and play guitar with me today if wow. I wanted. Um, and so I've I've had guitar sitting in the closet. I don't really play much anymore after I kind of quit. I quit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what I mean, tell us what your songwriting process was like. I, I've got an acoustic guitar that I've had for a long time. I'd sit down in my house and just start playing on it and come up with stuff. Because, well, because see, I, I so I'm a very I'm a big movie guy. I'm uh-huh. a big movie TV guy, and like I said, I feel like I've said this twelve different times on this podcast. But I'm writing I'm writing a movie right now. And the writing process for me is very, it's very individualistic. There isn't a great template to write. Like, it's not like you can go take a class on, you can't go take a class on how to write a movie. Right. But at the end of the day, you have to figure out your own system. Right, yeah. And my way, I, I think a lot. I'll just sit, like when I'm driving and listening to, <laughs> listening to your album, I'll just sit and I'll kind of think about the message of what, you know, the song that I'm listening to is talking about, and I think about what's happening in my life and what I've been inspired by, and kind of, I'll try to funnel that into a story with yeah. a theme, and try to. For me, the hardest part is taking my emotions that I feel that I want others to feel and putting it into words. And I don't know if you, if you kind of feel the same way when you write music. Oh, Music's yeah. a little it different, has but to, there, there has to, to be that feeling you get. Like there are some songs, like when we start. Like we'd start writing in our practice room. You'd just start playing it, and it would just click. And I'd get chill bumps, and I'd just be like, yeah, this is going to be good. Yeah. yeah. And then you'd go record them, and they wouldn't be as good. Right. It just, it, like, the, sometimes there's just a magical moment. But, I, like, cause I've been blessed to play with people that are really, really good mm-hmm. musicians, and we all just kind of get in there, and I just say, hey, I made up this riff or this little part, and then everything just starts happening. What's harder, lyrics or music? Oh, lyrics. Really? Yeah, yeah, I probably write the most dumbest lyrics on the planet. Um, <laughs> but Chuck Chuck had a way with words. He was always really good at writing lyrics. I mean, he wrote... He, actually, my dad wrote some of those lyrics with him. Oh, really? Album, yeah. That's cool. That's but cool. He, he was he was excellent lyricist, I thought. No, I, I think that's... He's got a good point, because... Uh, one of my favorite bands, Mercy Me. This is crazy how how you were you were there, and that was probably around the time they were coming up. They oh, that were was starting probably pretty close to the time yeah. when that movie happened. Yeah, that, uh, that that the movie that just came out. Yeah, that it some was, of that it, takes it place. Was, it was probably somewhere in that time because that was in the nineties and stuff. No doubt, no doubt. And, and I remember he he, you know, he said he wrote the song, you know, in about ten minutes. Yeah, imagine. And then, but he didn't play it for a whole entire year because he—that's not what they really, you know, were known for. for. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like he pulled up to a, you know, they were playing at the church one night, and the dude, the pastor, coming asked him, he's like, "Hey, can you play this song?" And he's like, oh, "We hadn't really played it before." And they go out and they play it, and he said, he "Can't see nobody out there, and it's just dark." And they get through, and it's dead silence. And he's like, "This is the worst mistake we've ever <laughs> made in our lives. Why did I listen to this dude telling me to sing the song?" But when they cut the lights on, everybody's at the altar, everybody's crying and yeah. emotional and all that stuff. He's like, well, you know, then it kind of changed their whole. And wound up being one of the biggest songs. Right, exactly. Planet. It's just crazy because he, he said the same thing you said because you write stuff. You think it's really good. It could be total, you know, just well, that's what bomb, you know. Yeah. Like, like we played and like you just don't think you have any kind of impact on somebody's life or something like that. And then like I told y'all when I got in here, that guy hit me up and was like, hey, man, that CD got me through some of the toughest times of my life. Right. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, send me another copy. Yeah, So I'm yeah. going to dump all this stuff down to jump drive and send right, it. Right, right. That's the cool stuff about it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, what – there are a lot of – there's a lot of, I think, mystique and just general vague – like not a lot of people know a lot about the music industry. What's what's the biggest as, – as somebody that's kind of been – at, an, at a pretty impressive level in the music industry, what what's something that not a lot of people really know about it being stinks. a full time musician? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, it's tough. Like yeah, it is yeah. hard. Like it because you could you could have the best music in the world, and if you're not hitting at that time, they'll stick your CD on a shelf and you're done. Like right. you just have to be at the right place at the right time. There's a lot of luck involved. Oh, I I I, I had started my newer band with my brother, the last band, the last real band I was in, and uh, 
I called my buddy. And I was like, hey, man, what do I need to do? He said, dude, listen to me. He said, at where I work at, every single person I work with has been signed to a major record label, and you've never even heard of them. He said, play to have fun, and if something happens, good. If it doesn't, then you're not disappointed. Right. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's, so there's no telling then how many people try and just fail, not because they're not good. Oh, yeah. But because they just don't hit there's it. There's tons of local bands that I was like, man, these guys are awesome. Uh, there's a band called Wayne that came out of, uh, I think, Georgia, Alabama, somewhere. And their album is incredible. And they were only around for that one album, and that was it. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of sad. That's kind of... Yeah, yeah. I it's know, tough. It's, it's tough. I, I have never been more disappointed in my life than I have with the music industry and, and doing music. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, like I said, it's like losing a girlfriend or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine that, you know, you put so much... I see what you did there. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry that's kind of on accident. <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, though, you put all that work and all that time and all that effort into it just, just for it to kind of go... And even though you have an impact on somebody, like, yeah. like you mentioned, you know, you, you have, you've obviously had an impact on us, you know, probably him more than me because I've only been listening to you guys for a couple of months, yeah. but he's been listening to you guys a lot longer than that. Well, yeah. So, you know, you have had an impact on people, but then because the industry does, I, I guess it's really at the end of the day, it's all about money, right? Can the industry, oh, is. can the industry yeah. make money off of you? Like uh, yeah. we get in the, we get in radio stations and like, they would only play certain songs because it fit with what they were doing. Yeah. And one time we were on a radio show and it accidentally went into one of our heavier songs and the guy's like sitting there pushing all the buttons trying to turn it <laughs> off. And I was like, yes. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's tough. It, it, that's, that's probably the hardest thing I've ever tried to do in my life. And I went at it probably for about 20 years. Wow. wow. That's why you have respect for the ones who have been doing it for 20 plus years. You're like, Man, you know, but I think it, you know, like with, with Mercy Me, it takes that one song mm-hmm. to get you to that spot, but you've got to maintain it from there on. But I think, you know, being um, uh, being a Christian and everything and, and believing what God does, I mean, if you continue to have faith in him, he, he'll drop every blessing on you possible. But then the other times, yeah, I was I finally got to a point. After some tough times, I was like, "Hey, if you want me to play music, good. If not, if not, yeah, good. right." And it was a not at the time, right? And I yeah, was like, I'm okay, right? Exactly, yeah. That's just how um, I my, a lot of people look at it that way. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, well, I so as we start to kind of wrap this thing up, I mean, what what is your biggest that that was a long, significant period of your life? I take it. Yeah. Obviously, now you have a family oh, yeah. and, and was... you have a career, but what's the biggest thing that you learned from a, from that whole experience with Salvage? <sighs> Sorry, I didn't mean to get as heavy like that, but I mean, That's come on, your songs are heavy. Right? I got to ask you a heavy question. Um, you know what I mean? Ah, <laughs> uh, if you if you want, do you want the real answer? Give it to me, man. Talk or go home. Yeah, that, that's it. Leave it all uh, on the table. If um, you you really need to be doing what the Lord wants you to do, and it wasn't music for me. That's that's And it. I've been able yeah. to impact people's lives in another kind of way, and not being. I, I never thought there'd be a day that I would not be playing music. Yeah, and it killed me. So now the Lord's given me doing sound and being on the other end of music. So I'm still doing stuff with music, but. I'm also be able to have small groups with younger men and get them to like be able to talk with them about stuff yeah. and get them through some times and impact people in a different way that I never thought I'd be able to impact people. That's right. awesome. That is awesome. Yep. And that, to me, eternity is way more important than music was ever yeah. a part of my life. I mean, yeah. well, yeah. I just uh, great answer by the way. That's a yes, great answer. That's, yeah. that was that. Took my question that's, and that's completely the, that's just the, blew that's it the out short of the answer. Yeah, <laughs> I, could, <laughs> um, I, could, I could talk to y'all <laughs> right. another two sessions with about <laughs> but that, that part of my life. Well, thank thank you. I mean, that was awesome. Um, but before we wrap it up, wrap it up. We have a section of the podcast where we actually, and I don't know, Brandon, if you were prepared this week. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> yeah, that's what. I, <laughs> um, but we have a part of the podcast where we just make a recommendation to people, like, okay. hey, this week I've been watching. I've got this, one or, though. I do have one. This yeah. or 
Brandon's usually he recommends some kind of food. Either food, <laughs> food or, oh, I got or one movie already. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But do you want to go? Well, let's, yeah. we'll let yeah, you. Let what, what do you I'm gonna, I, I will recommend to go find the Chosen on YouTube and watch that entire series. Have you finished it? I watched it one day Easter on Easter. Yes. Me and yeah. my wife sat down and I could not stop watching it. That's awesome. I've heard so many. Good, I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard so many good things. Oh, and yeah. It's on my What list. did I say I to? Watch. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so did you watch it? yeah he, we've watched he's, it. He's yeah. made the recommendation. It's amazing. Oh, it is. It is. It's probably the best series put together about Jesus, period. Yeah. Um, the way I put it is, like, when I was a kid, I was into comic books. And then as I've grown up, they've started making all the movies of all the stuff I used to read, like Wolverine and all that. Yeah. yeah. And so being able to see it live action, you're like, yeah. So, okay, I've grown up reading the Bible my whole life. And and, and now, like, you're seeing it fleshed out and – and it's not cheesy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the that, biggest thing yes. for me. And is, and they don't take too much liberty with the with exactly. the Bible. Yeah. Because a lot of shows they go a little bit too far and put stuff in there and you're like, eh, that didn't really happen that way. But I feel like like they do some filler stuff, but it's it's appropriate. Yeah. And it's 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 a wonderful show. I'm telling y'all the production value on this is just amazing. It's oh awesome. yeah. And you it's know, all it's, like crowdfunded too. Yeah. Which is awesome. It makes it even better. Right. Brandon? No, I was gonna uh I told you this earlier in the week about yeah. a podcast I've been listening to called Unashamed. Unashamed. Uh, Duck Dynasty, the series, TV series show, Phil Robertson, Jace, Willie. and Willie's not on it. He does he's have his own podcast, okay. though. But uh, Alan, the, Alan, the oldest. Alan, the preacher. Yeah. yeah. Alan's, yeah, yeah, so yeah, so Alan's the preacher. Phil, Alan, and Jace. Mm-hmm. They've got their own podcast right now, and it is terrific. I'm gonna um, man, they're so knowledgeable, Andrew, about yeah. the – about bird, I mean, just the Bible in period, but just about what's going on in the world, and um, so they cooking with peanut oil. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's they it. are. <laughs> yes, they are. But you know how dry humor they got. A yeah, lot of times, awesome. they bring that to the podcast, and it's just it's just fun to listen to. Okay, I enjoy it. Well, so I'm that's take my that recommendation. There you go. There you go. So, so I'm going to recommend a movie. As soon as we go, I'm, movies or food. I'm or, going. Yeah, I'm going way off here. Yeah. I know I usually don't recommend movies, which. But anyway, but uh, so I'm going to recommend. I don't have. I might have made this recommendation already. Ford versus Ferrari. Have I already made that? No, recommend? you haven't made okay. that one yet. I highly recommend that movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. Highly recommend Ford versus Ferrari. It talks about a period in American history, about uh, an American company, an American dream. Ironically, with an English race car driver, <laughs> yeah. but but it's so. You know, it talks about a, a true story. Henry yeah. Ford II putting together this race team and all the people involved. Matt Damon's in it. Christian Bale. Uh, Katriana Balf, who, who plays Christian Bale's wife in the movie. She's great. She's awesome. There's a lot of other famous actors. But anyway. Uh, sorry. They're making fun of me. <laughs> no. Anyway. No. It's a really, really good story. And it really tugs at the heartstrings on different levels. And it's just well put together. It is. It's, it's, it's a great I've movie. Got, I've got a yeah. bootleg copy of it. <laughs> <laughs> have you, so have you seen it? No, I haven't seen oh, it. Watch it, man. It's awesome. It's no, awesome. it is a great movie. I probably, I like them kind of movies, I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And then, them kind of movies intrigue me. So It's just really well made and the theme is really good. Yes. Especially if it has to do with cars or racing yes. in it. Yeah. But I mean, the theme, the, at the end, when what happens, happens. Don't give it away. I'm not, because if I give it away, it'll... If I give away the theme, I give away the I movie. Mean, I'm but. saying, me and, me and Brandon drive forwards, man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly, yeah. there you go. Right, uh, right. Anyway, so it's just it's a great movie. There's yeah. a reason it was nominated for a lot of awards. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, it's, Most and what I like about it, too, is for it to be a relatively – I mean, it's a brand new – came out last year, Hollywood film. Uh-huh, yeah. And there's hardly any – if any, I don't really remember yeah. there being a political – hint to it you know usually these big a buzz about these it days. you know what, yeah. you know what i'm yeah. saying and, and some of the best movies are like that you know the movies yeah. some of the movies we watch now like uh shawshank redemption mm. that movie you know what i'm talking about nick came out during the mid 90s heard hardly anything about that movie it's like the best movie like each and every time it comes on yeah watch i'm kind of watching it man yeah. it's just like uh, every time you know if you see it on tv it's yeah yeah or a few good men Yes. yes, you know yes. Tom Cruise. In it. Yeah, I mean it's just <laughs> them type of movies just yeah. weren't big in that time, yeah. but now everybody watches them. So and just guys, just be patient. We're gonna come out with another movie episode here soon. Oh no, no doubt, yes, no doubt, absolutely. We just can't stop talking about it. But 
Andrew, man, thank you for coming on. Hey, yeah, man, I appreciate it. Y'all got, they appreciate y'all it. took me down memory lane. I, I hadn't thought I, about some of that stuff in a long time. Well, you yeah. know, and uh, fun fun story. The first time, and this is because of the hat you're wearing, the first time I went to LSU, all right? Now, and, old Nick Wilson has graduated from Auburn, was yes. a um, I was, I was media. A, I was a video guy. Video for guy football. for the yeah, so football I've team. I've been to Death Valley okay. twice, and great people. Really great. Until kickoff. Then... <laughs> Oh, then, it's then it's exactly. Yeah. Then, but hey, before yeah. and after, before kickoff and after that last uh, second is ended of the game, it's all. Hey, brother, come on, grab some, you know, some come jambalaya. Yeah, there come you on go. over, there hang out. You know, but um, no, great people, great, and and I know you got to be proud of of what they did, what Coach O did with that That's, team this year. So all congrats say on that. Is that go time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, That's awesome. it. That's awesome. That's it, Brandon. Hey man, it's, I appreciate Andrew for coming on. I, I've been wanting to. This is probably the best interview we've this had so be, far. This is the best my, interview I've ever done. I mean, I love <laughs> I love Kevin more to death, but yeah, sorry Kevin. I love I love Kevin, but I think this is the best interview. Kind of because it kind of goes down my back in my past too, listening to his albums and stuff. But um, we're gonna end it right here. We're gonna yeah, just go. Uh, right. I mean, you can talk uh, talk about it all day or go home.